the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise, Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. We had a profitable night on Thursday, at least I did. Six and three, up close to three units on the evening. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Frank Reich is the one I want to extend my middle finger to in his general direction uh, because he kept the starters in the game till the bitter end. Taylor, I, I thought, was going to sit after the Colts were sitting on a three-touchdown lead. No, he brings him in in that last series and says, uh, let's give him one more carry. So <laughs> we, we end up losing – on that one ball to the belly on our rush attempts prop. Uh, and, of course, Carson Wentz was still slinging it up a mammoth amount of points. But whatever. Uh, I'm still, a you know, I, I got to take uh, the victories and relish them. But it could have been an even more spectacular night. And, yes, that nine-leg same-game parlay, Lundy, we missed by one. And it was Michael Carter, of all people, not getting three catches. Unbelievable. Yeah, that one actually really surprised me. I thought for I thought that was going to be an easy part of that so leg to be I. able to hit. Uh, but no, we got hosed. We got hosed. Yeah, which means uh, we need to recoup money's loss. So let's go back to college football. And, you know, this is what we do on a Football Friday edition of the podcast. Every single week, I fire off a five-leg parlay. Could be alt lines, could be standard lines, could be totals, uh, could be just money line, which is what this is. All these teams have got to do is win straight up, and I put this together at DraftKings where they have, if you opt in, a 25% odds boost on a five-leg college football parlay. So here we go. Uh, We nailed one of these last week. Let's see if we can make it back-to-back weeks. Leg number one, Texas A&M holds home court against Auburn in a matchup of top 15 teams. Uh, So the Aggies got to win straight up at home. Your Oregon State Beavers. Uh, who are maybe bowl-bound this year. They go to CU. The Buffaloes have been turned into jerky. Uh, they're a heavy favorite, so hopefully your beeves will take care of business on the road up there in Boulder. Fresno, which has now cracked the top 25, uh, hosting Boise, which is a bit downtrodden this year. I'm going to side with the Bulldogs, feed them a whole handful of sausages, and hopefully they will hold home court. Uh, UTSA, a team that's inside the top 20. They are double-digit favorites at UTEP. And Arizona State, Pac-12 after dark. You never know and get wild and get wacky and get crazy. Uh, But the Sun Devils, Coach Herm and company, I'm hoping that they defend their home turf against the visiting USC Trojans uh, still without a head coach. So if the Sun Devils win, uh, if the Roadrunners of UTSA win, the Bulldogs of Fresno State, your Beavers and the Aggies, that's an odds-boosted cool plus 412. Any concern on any one of those five legs, Lundy? Well, first of all, you're jinxing my team yet again. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, you've already done it a few times yes, over I the have. course of the season. Now we're going to do it again. Um, maybe the Fresno State Maybe that one just because I think it could be, you know, a little bit of an unpredictable game. But otherwise, I I think this is a pretty solid play, man. Let's see if we can do two weeks in a row. Yeah, be kind to me, gambling gods, and make make some money here on a Saturday. With that, we got to get to our player prop slate here on this Football Friday. Let's jump into it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Rub-A-Dub-Dub, Nick Chubb. Uh, The Chubb Club is open. Uh, The disco lights are warmed up and bouncing off of all the beautiful dancers on the floor. 
And as a result, uh, I'm going to side with Nick Chubb, but I'm not going to do it in rush attempts. I'm not going to do it in rush yards. His rush yards prop right down the mid-80s. His rush attempts line at 19 and a half. I think those are properly priced in the battle for Ohio against Cincinnati. No, I am focusing on the over seven and a half receiving yards for Chubb. Look, he's got a reception in three straight games. Uh, he went over this last week. I need one catch. And Chubb is running 6.7 routes per contest. No Kareem Hunt. Got to get some Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton out of the backfield in pass down situations. But you look at the matchup. Cincinnati has given up 8.4 receptions per game, 63.1 receiving yards per game to the running back position. And uh, a number of guys, in fact, 10 in total, have gotten to the eight yard mark through the air at the running back position. So Nick Chubb, rub a dub dub. Won't be a flub here on that over seven and a half receiving yards. Minus 110 at Bet MGM. Lundy, fade or follow. I'm just hoping we don't get a Michael Carter special. You know what that one is, Brad, where you get over the total and then you manage to catch one and get tackled for a loss and then we get screwed. That's all I'm hoping for out of this one because you're right. Cincinnati, very susceptible here to backs catching it out of the backfield. I think we can get one catch, maybe two out of Chubb, just so we get up over this number in case uh, we get Cartered. That's all I'm trying to do is (laughs) I don't want to get Michael Cartered, uh, but I think this will happen. I think Chubb can get over this number. And again, as you said it, he can do it with one catch. Yeah. All we need is one, Nick Chubb. Make it happen. Number four. All right, let's uh, talk City of Brotherly Love and a guy that should uh, spearhead a, really what it is is a loose committee backfield, and that is my guy who was built like a beer keg, and he's not going to come up foamy for you this week. Boston Scott, the pride of La Tech. And I'm going to take the over, 44.5 rush yards, minus 105. I'll pull this one from Caesars Sportsbook. The Philadelphia Eagles are hosting the L.A. Chargers, and I expect this game to be nip and tuck. I think it's going to be highly competitive. A lot of people out there saying, oh, I'll take the Chargers all day long. But it's a tight spread. Uh, last checked, the Chargers only favored by one point on the road. And Scott, yeah, he only played 46.4% of the snaps last week, but that was a lopsided affair. They beat the brakes to the Eagles off the Detroit Lions. And early on in that game, he was the featured back. 12 carries, 60 yards, had a pair of touchdowns. Uh, then he got Jordan Howard that came in, and he had a little peppering here and there of Kenneth Gainwell. I think it's going to be a similar formula. And you look at the Chargers, too. They're giving up five yards per carry, 132.1, just rush yards per game. Two running backs, eight RBs have gone over this 45.5 or 44.5.5 number. So I think it's soft. I think Scott's going to get the job done. Uh, Always underappreciated, always undervalued in my estimation. And I think this wager is underrated, uh, not getting enough love. So you got to fade or follow me. Boston Scott over 44.5 ground yards against the Chargers, minus 105 at Caesar Sportsbook. I need to, like, John Malkovich this thing and climb inside the coaching staff's head, okay? Because if you stay committed to the run, you will obliterate the Chargers because, as you pointed out, they're terrible, Um, giving up the most yards on the ground per game in the NFL. So if Philly stays committed to it, keeping Justin Herbert off the field and trying to milk clock as much as possible, keep – this into long sustained clock consuming drives then boston scott's going to obliterate this number yep. but they've got to stay committed to the run 
in some form or fashion. So I'm going to follow and I'm going to cross my fingers and toes that the Philly coaching staff realizes this inept rushing defense they're up against and actually takes advantage of it. Yeah, to quote Doc from Back to the Future, great Scott! This is an excellent wager. Again, as Lundy mentioned, if Sirianni and company are committed to cracking out the run. Number three. All right, let's move on and let's go down to Bourbon Street. Uh, do not uh, overconsume slushy drinks because you're going to have a raging hangover. Just stick with the Sazeracs all night long because that's a premium liquor. It's delicious anyway. Uh, and I've consumed an entire gallon and somehow functioned the next day. Uh, true story. But Cordero Patterson, I think, is going to wake up in a gutter. Uh, in terms of his box score contribution this week for the ATL. Give me the under on 34 and a half rush yards for the show Otani of fantasy football. I like to call him the ultimate hybrid uh, in this game. I think Patterson can still do a lot of damage through the air, and, and that's where he's going to have to be utilized. Got no Calvin Ridley. Uh, he is out uh, indefinitely uh, dealing with his uh, mental a reconfiguration, if you will. And Patterson, a guy that, you know, you get him outside the tackle box, you get him in space, that's where he can thrive. Now, uh, he's been an effective runner, 3.17 yards after contact per attempt. That is RB12 among qualified running backs this season. And he has 37 rush attempts over the last three games, but he has been under this number in four of seven contests. And the Saints are just an iron wall uh, in the trenches, giving up 3.02 yards per carry, 57.4 rush yards per game to RBs. Only three plowshares have gone over this total this season. So, uh, pulled all together, I think Patterson's going to be something around eight, nine, maybe ten attempts. Uh, no more than 30 rush yards. And also, too, he's going to be splitting with Mike Davis. So, I think the under a 34.5 prevails here, minus 115 at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow. Yeah, you are basically running up against a brick wall, and I think that's what Patterson's going to do. I like your call that he doesn't crack 30. I think there's going to be enough of a buffer on this 34-and-a-half that you can feel comfortable with it. Now, I think he could get over the receiving yards prop. I will say that. Yeah. It's sitting at 33-and-a-half, yeah. and I could see a contest. I could see a game script that gets him to the low 40s from a receiving yards standpoint. So I do like that one, but I agree that his rush yard prop is over uh, is overextended here going up against this Saints defense. So give me the under on that one, but a little early bonus time. I would take the over on his receiving yards at 33 and a half. I think that's an excellent call. Stick around for our top picks. Week 9 player props in the NFL plus bonus time. Number two. All right, let's get back to it. Uh, the Jordan Love era has begun for the Green Bay Packers. Maybe it's only a game. We'll see if uh, Aaron Rodgers will be back in week numero DAs. Uh, but as a result, in Arrowhead, I think it's going to be a ground-heavy approach installed by Matt LeFleur and the coaching staff. So as a result, give me A.J. Dillon over and convincingly so. I break out the sledgehammer on the over 35.5 rush yards. Now, I got this sucker right when it came out at minus 120. Uh, at most of the books, it's already juiced up to minus 140. Still some value there. Pulled this line from DraftKings. I think Dylan's going to reprise the role that he had in Arizona. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers was at the controls in that game. But remember, there's no Devontae Adams. Uh, he is back this time around. No Al Lazard. He is likely going to be back. But they're down Robert Tunyon. 
but you got a rough-edged greenhorn at quarterback and love. His first NFL start, and they're going to try to ease the burden on him in terms of responsibility. So what better way to do it than with some quick hitters to Aaron Jones, some handoffs to Aaron Jones, and balls the belly as well to the bruiser out of Boston College and A.J. Dillon, uh, who last time out had 16 carries north of 70 yards, Lundy, against Arizona. And he look at Kansas City. They're giving up 4.33 yards per carry the running back position. And, yeah, oh, by the way, Dillon, every time he does get a carry, he just falls forward. RB7 right now on the season in yards of the contact per attempt. So, uh, feed or follow A.J. Dillon making me some Dallas on the over 35-and-a-half rush yards, minus 140 at DraftKings. Yes, sir. This is your game plan. Hand the ball off. Student body yep. right, student body left. Uh, let A.J. Dillon just sort of fall forward, as you just said. That's all you need to do. Keep uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs off the field as much as possible, and then cross your fingers and toes that your quarterback stays healthy and doesn't do anything stupid, um, <laughs> which I know is asking a lot lately in the NFL with some of these backups and some of these young quarterbacks. But this is exactly what the game script could be. You're right. Uh, if you got it yesterday, I'm with you. I got it at minus 120. Really happy to not be sitting at minus 140, but I would still pay that juice because I think this number is way too low. Make some green with the Packer backer. Number one. All right, my top play on the board. Week nine NFL player props. Uh, Action Jackson, Lamar, refreshed, revitalized, and ready to rev the engine on the ground. Coming off the bye week, he draws the Minnesota Vikings. I think it's going to be the highest scoring game of the entire week slate. And for that reason, I'm taking the over on 59.5 rush yards, minus 114 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, truth be told, I got the summer when it opened at 55 and a half. And it is a rarity. It's like finding a chupacabra or a Sasquatch in the woods uh, that Lamar Jackson's rush yards prop sinks below 60 yards in a given week. But that's where we're at right now. And even on this 59-and-a-half total, he has been over this consistently this year. Five of seven games. He's averaging 10.9 rush attempts per game. Now, no uh, quarterback has gone over this number on the ground. Uh, Kyler Murray ran for 31, but he's not running as much as we've seen previously. Uh, Russell Wilson only had seven rush yards against Minnesota. Sam Darnold had the season high against this Vikings defense with 48 last week. Uh, but this is a team that does get after the quarterback. Yeah, they're going to be down Daniel Hunter, uh, but they still like to ratchet up the quarter, uh, the quarterback and uh, the pressure overall as they are number two in total sacks with 24. So pressure equals opportunity, and that doesn't even have to apply to Lamar because there's a lot of design runs and just a lot of impromptu moves by him. So to me, this should easily be a 70-rush-yard performance provided he is upright for all four quarters of play. So, Luddy, fade or follow Lamar Jackson over 59.5 rush yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. I am just not quite as bullish on that 70 number that you're throwing around here. I, again, I, I, I know that he can do it, but as you pointed out, nobody's doing it against the Vikings. Um, that pressure that they're putting on, I think it does create some opportunities for him, but I also think he's going to get sacked a few times. Um, and I think that that's going to, you know, he's going to be questioning himself a little bit in the pocket. So I will follow. I liked it a lot better at 55. Can I be honest? Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> let's get the trust tree here, folks. I liked it a lot better at 55. I think he's got an opportunity to finish in the low 60s, but I don't think he's going to blitzkrieg this number. All right. So you and I will agree to disagree on that one. But let's serve up our fine audience out there 
It's bonus time. You know, we got more action. Well, she got on your card, Lindy. All right. Well, first of all, folks, as you can tell, I'm battling a head cold right now, which is sort of making me sound all this gruff. And like, I feel like I should be doing. Hey, baby. (laughs) Little Barry White Uh, in the background. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like I got to lock and load a couple of those. All right. Let me give you, uh, first of all, some uh, hockey picks for tonight. Uh, Take Edmonton on the money line against the New York Rangers. And in fact, uh, if you're feeling frisky, take them on the puck line as well, uh, because they should smoke uh, the Rangers. So at least take the money line, but maybe sprinkle something on the puck line. That'll get you into the plus odds. Uh, College football for tonight. Uh, Braxton Burmeister, which we're getting Mm. into the time of the season, Brad, where we like to talk about Burger Meister. Meister, Meister Burger, yep. you know, we, we get into Delicious. all of that uh, with the uh, with the holiday season. Give me Virginia Tech minus the three. Burmeister, the quarterback uh, for the Hokies, their run attack between the two-headed monster they've got plus Burmeister as well in running the ball. Uh, I think this is going to be an easy victory for them on the road against Boston College. So I'll take Virginia Tech minus the three. And then looking ahead to tomorrow, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment. But the spread right now between the Buckeyes and Nebraska is 14 and a half. Nebraska Uh has not looked good this season. They have lost six games, but all six games have been one score differences. That's it. So if you're going to give me two touchdowns plus the hook against the Buckeyes, I'm actually going to take it for Nebraska to keep this thing somewhat close and competitive because they can't figure out how to win. But they sure as hell have been able to figure out how to keep games close. And I think 14 and a half is too much. Oh, bank it on a Scott Frost coach team is a dicey proposition, my man. Uh, Godspeed to you with that. Well, one, look, I, look, I've got a lot of uh, different kinds of decongestant and medicine in me. So <laughs> it's possible that by the time this podcast gets published, I won't even remember making that pick. No, no. I think your brain is polluted uh, by uh, over the counter drugs. So, uh, again, best of luck to you. Uh, side with Nebraska there. I've got a ton of NFL player props. I want to additionally get on the card here. Let's start off with Melvin Gordon. Give me the over 14 and a half receiving yards uh, at minus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, he's averaging just over 17 routes per game. Uh, he's averaging 18.1 receiving yards per game. He's been over in five of eight, and Dallas is a double-digit favorite. Could be some scoreboard chasing, and he should stand to benefit. Same game, different name. Jerry Judy, over four and a half receptions at plus 115. Let's get seduced by the juice there. Judy played 70% of the snap share as expected last week. Caught all four balls. Uh, now he's probably going to get upwards of 85, 90% of the snap share with that game under the belt. Uh, again, they're going to be scoreboard chasing more than likely on the road in Big D. And he gets Jordan Lewis out of the slot, who's given up a 64% catch rate to his assignments. I think it's at least five receptions for Jerry Judy. How about Baker Mayfield? No longer uh, has to worry about OBJ. We'll see where he lands. Uh, but I'm going to focus on a rush yards prop. It's just six and a half. He has done this in all but one game this season, Lundy. I just need one scurry from Baker Mayfield against the Cincinnati Bengals, and that will be cash money. That one's minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. And last but certainly not least, Devontae Parker over. I got it at 57.5 receiving yards. Some books have it. Uh, I think the highest is like 59.5. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's been over in three of five games. Uh, he's getting 38.4% of the team's air yard share. He's coming off an 11 target, 8 catch, 85 yard effort a week ago with Tua uh, chucking him the pill, and it's Houston. The hapless Houston Texans are giving up 8.55 pass yards per attempt, and nine wide receivers have gone over this mark against the Texans this season. There you have it, and that is a wrap 
on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly help us out our show tremendously? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.